Ethos. When was the last time you really felt proud of something that you've done? I don't know. That sounds a little egotistical, but I'll give it a try. This is the next simple step. I'm Paul Goldsmith. I'm Angela Derrick. When was the last time you were really proud of something you've done? Man, I want to think in small terms, not in broad strokes, but just getting up today and taking a moment to step outside, have gratitude and, and just appreciate the moment. I'm really proud of that. Okay, excellent. So let's kind of put a bookmark there because this is something really important that I really wanted to bring to the table today. And it's something that I see a lot in my private coaching practice that it is actually difficult. And what you, what you said earlier, if when I ask people, what's something you could feel really proud of? I get that same response. Like, uh, I feel, uh, it's, that's a little egotistical, isn't it? You know, like, I don't know. This is kind of awkward. What do you mean proud of? But if I were to ask you, Paul, can you find something that you feel really uh, crappy about or really upset with yourself with or that you could be judging yourself for? How hard is that for you to find? Oh, that's easy. So this is the funny thing to me is so many of us feel like it's perfectly acceptable for us to find things wrong or nitpick ourselves or for us to have that default of what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. But here's the thing. Whatever you focus on is going to expand. And so many of us have goals. We have things that we want to accomplish. We have things that we want to get to in our lives. And, and sometimes we get frustrated or we feel stuck. And when we feel stuck, a lot of times what we're looking at, what, what we're seeing is everything that we're not doing right or everything that's not going well. And when we only get stuck in this focus of everything that's not going well, we're going to create more of that. And that's where we're going to want to give up. That's where we're going to get frustrated. That's where it, it, we're, we're going to end up kind of getting in our own way and creating more of what's not working. But here's the truth. Just like there are some things that, there are frustra- that are frustrating to you, just like there are always going to be frustrations happening in our lives or things that we can find that aren't going well that we'd like to level up, there is always at the same time just as many things that are going well. It's just most of us have trained ourselves not to see it because, oh, that feels egotistical. Oh, that feels super wrong. So this is kind of an exercise. That if, if you're game for it, Paul, I'd love to take you through to just kind of demonstrate the difference between what you get when you find that things are wrong all the time and what you get if you start to train yourself to acknowledge you and acknowledge the small little things that are going well and how you can use that to stack up and and start to get some momentum. So are you game for a little exercise here? Yes, let's go for it. Okay. So if I were to ask you, what's something that you feel like you need to level up? What's something that you feel like is not going well or that you would like to change or that you don't like about yourself, your life, anything right now? That I'm so busy. The to-do list never gets shorter and that I am overcommitted and too busy. Okay. So overcommitted and too busy. Got it. So when you think about how you are so overcommitted and way too busy, let me ask you, what would you like to have instead? What would you like to be experiencing instead? 
I've shared this before. There's a book called Essentialism. Loved it in theory, <laughs> but it's one thing to read a book and it's another thing to actually apply the principles to your life. I'm really struggling to be an essentialist. And what is that? You only do the things that are truly valuable, essential in life. And it seems like I've got too many things on my list of things that are essential. Okay. So you have too many things that are essential on your list or you have too many things that aren't essential? Well, I have too many things that I haven't appropriately prioritized. Uh, And so too many things on the list. Everything can't be essential. Everything can't be the most important thing, but it is a struggle to prioritize them. Got it. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is that you have all these things, you feel very busy. And you feel like you have too many essentials, and that's because you haven't prioritized them. And so you've failed to prioritize the thing. Yes. Okay. And when you think about being too busy, about falling short of this goal to only focus on the essentials, and you think about, oh, I'm failing to prioritize everything. What's the primary emotion? If you had to label a feeling that goes along with thinking about that, what might that feeling be that you experience? I don't know. If defeat or frustration is a feeling, but it's definitely a combination of sadness and and regret that I'm not able to be at my highest level of only doing the things that are essential and optimizing sort of optimizing my priorities. So it definitely feels like failure. Yeah. So defeat frustration, sadness. You named a lot of good ones in there. So when you feel the feelings of frustration, of defeat, of sadness, of failure, is there a place in your body? I know this is kind of a crazy question and most people are caught off guard by it, but I want you to just kind of feel around in there and just see what comes up and just and just go with me here for a second. Is there a place in your body that when you feel regret and frustration and sadness and failure, is there a place that you notice kind of, you start to feel a sensation in your body? Where might those feelings be? Generally, I feel it in my chest, like in my heart, uh, that I, yeah, that's where um, I generally feel heaviness uh, in my chest area. Okay, so you're experiencing a heaviness I was going to say, is there anything else that you notice when you say, I feel those feelings in my chest? Like, what do you notice about your chest? Do you feel it heavy? Is there anything else you notice? Is it tight? Is it loose? Is there pain? Is it, or how are your shoulders? Are they slumped over? Uh, Is your jaw tight? Just kind of notice what's happening in your body when you feel frustration and, and these, and sadness and all this stuff. Yeah, it's definitely tightness. It's, it's tension that it constricting because I am, yeah, that's how frustration feels. It feels like it's closing in and uh, really tight. Yeah, absolutely. And if I were to ask you, where is your energy level right now as you notice this constriction in your body with these feelings and with these thoughts? So I'm going to give you a scale. The scale is going to be one, can't get out of bed, can't get off the couch, to 10, which is I'm a toddler with a sugar high. Okay, so we got a pretty broad range in there. Where along that scale of energy would you place this feeling of frustration, 
and tension and and sadness over um, not being able to prioritize. Well, I'm not curled up in a fetal position, so I would definitely not be at a one, but probably uh, right about three because it's pretty low level energy. Yeah. So level three. Okay. Makes sense. And when you're in a level three energy feeling this way, how likely are you to go and rush into the next simple step? No, I'll tell you, that's when temptation's its highest. I I feel like that's when I'm going to go to my phone, right, and scroll or just find a distraction because to avoid the unpleasant feeling, to avoid the tightness. I'm just being real. <laughs> exactly. It's like I'm not feeling motivated to take on the world. I'm just wanting to check out for a few minutes or I have completely longer. demotivated you. Hey, yes. congratulations. You can this pay is, me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is what not a great fun at coach all. I am. <laughs> this is what it's like to coach with me. No, not really. Um, but isn't this what we do, right? So yeah. this is our default. This is what you said came easy. This is what was fastest for you to be able to find and for most of us to be able to find that that we find something that we don't like that's not going well it's easy to find the frustration and then we get caught up in that frustration we rarely notice where it is in our body because most of us are kind of working too fast our minds are going too fast but our bodies are still processing that and our energy levels drop and so you're at a three that's when you're more likely to maybe procrastinate oh absolutely yeah Exactly. Scroll on my phone, go to Facebook, go anywhere else, anywhere, eat something, anything, (laughs) get into a different project, right? Anything, but have to focus on this. So let's kind of put that aside for a second. And I want you to try this. And this is the flip side of that particular exercise. I took you through the worst part of it first, but I want to alleviate some of this. And this is what I kind of wanted to demonstrate with the power of feeling proud, of allowing yourself to feel proud and the power of acknowledgement. If I asked you, No matter how small, can you find something that's going really well for you right now? Something that you feel good about, something that that makes you happy, something that you could celebrate if I asked you to celebrate it, even if it's the tiniest of tiny things. What could you find in your life that you feel like has gone really well for you today or is going well for you right now? Okay. Well, I feel pretty good about how I started my day, being cognizant of the fact that I've got a lot to do. And my inbox uh, is endless. Uh, I started the day by not checking my email. That that sounds funny. Like, okay, congratulations, here's your award. But uh, it truly, like, I That's you know okay. went outside and got a breath of fresh air and just kind of you know appreciated the moment. Um, I'm trying to be intentional about that, and I felt pretty good about how I started the day rather than kind of diving into the do list into the inbox of of uh, just taking stock of uh, what I'm grateful for and being present. So it's really important for you to be able to be present and for you to be intentional. And it was important to you to take a moment before you dove into the inbox to really kind of sit and be and allow yourself to be. It sounds like that's, that's an important, um, maybe that's, is that part of the essentialism that you're really wanting to live up to? Yes, to be present in the moments and not just busy all the time. Yeah. So you had a moment where you really gave yourself that gift of experiencing it, where you said, nope, I'm going to discipline myself to stay out of the inbox, and I'm going to give myself the gift of experiencing the sun on my face and being outside and being in the now and even almost being in a meditative state. 
Do I have that right? 100%. Yes. Excellent. Awesome. And when you think about, when you think back to that moment where you got that small little victory, where you got that small win for yourself, if you had to classify a feeling that goes along with that memory, what might that feeling be? Joy is the first word that comes to mind. The feeling of peace, of contentment, of just like, man, it's, (laughs) you know, it's going to be okay. Like, uh, we got this. It's, I, yeah, I think the best word would be uh, contentment for the moment. I love those words, joy, peace, and contentment, all in different mis- mixtures as you think about that moment, correct? Yes. Awesome. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you to do the same thing you did before with the frustration, but now we're going to do it with joy, peace, and contentment. So I want you to pull up that feeling that you had this morning of you getting that win, of you living up to your ideal. And I want you to go ahead and load up and feel that feeling of joy, peace, and contentment. And as you feel that feeling, where in your body do you notice it? I would say in both my uh, head and my heart. So in my chest, again, the same uh, area as I felt before of the heaviness, it feels much better. (laughs) It feels, uh, you know, in my chest, but also just feel lighter all around. How interesting that nothing in your life has actually changed, but yet in the span of a couple minutes, you went from heavy and I want to go scroll Instagram to I feel lightness in my chest and light in my head. That's that's powerful. And yet the only, yeah, and the only thing that changed was your focus. Right. And so now I want you to keep that note, keep noticing this. Ooh, this feels light. This feels good. Okay, great. Where on that scale of one to 10 energy would you place your energy levels now as you focus on this feeling? Definitely a seven. I would say much, much more energetic. Okay. Seven, not three. <laughs> right. Yeah. It definitely shot up because uh, things are looking bright. <laughs> and Fantastic. Yeah, I'll go. take that change. Yeah. 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 And if you are at a level seven energy, focusing on just this one small win that you gave yourself today, how likely would it be for you to build on that and maybe do something that got you to an eight level energy? Ooh. Well, it's much more likely than when I'm at a three for sure, uh, because it's just, you know, once I get the momentum, once the engine's running, it's much easier to go uh, than from a cold start. And, and so very likely to, to level up at that point, very likely to keep, keep moving. Yeah. Probability you go from seven to eight is higher than from three to eight. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a math guy, but that sounds right. <laughs> Don't have to do a whole lot of math for that. It's going to take a lot more to get you from that three to the eight than if you just kind of start the day in that seven. Now, how likely are you in this seven place to go take the next simple step to get what you want for your day, to get what you want for your life? Very likely. Yeah. So now we're in a higher probability of making decisions. And if you make decisions from this place every day, how likely are you to make progress with where you want to go? More likely for sure. But let me ask you, because it's not, it, it's easier said than done for sure. So I think it was you know Mike Tyson that said, you know, it's good to have a plan until you get punched in the face, right? <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm feeling all great at my level of seven, heading into eight and, you know, go take on the day. But then I get punched in the face by an email of somebody's, you know, annoyed or a, a problem right. or the kids are, 
getting home from school and uh, they're they're needing taken care of. And just the demands of the day punch me in the face. My levels tend to go back down. And so how do how do we maintain uh, our our how do we maintain that energy level throughout the day once kind of, you know, the day gets out of control, if you will? Absolutely. And that's such a great question. Because the truth is, both exist at the same time, right? In any given day, you're going to have moments of punch in the face. Right. Some worse than others. Some days worse than others. Some days less than others. And then you're also going to have days of wins and victories. And sometimes the punches in the face and the big victories are going to happen together. But our default is to only focus on the punch in the face. And say that, well, the win didn't count because I got punched in the face. When that's not true. The win did count. And you got punched in the face. And the win doesn't take away from the being punched in the face, but the punched in the face doesn't take away from the win either. And that's where I see people getting kind of messed up. And and either they tell themselves, well, I don't want to get an ego, so I can't acknowledge myself. To me, not acknowledging yourself is then I'm going to, uh, I, I'm just going to stay out of truth. Wow. It, 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 to me, it's disrespectful. So I'm allowed to bash myself, but I'm not allowed to acknowledge the truth of the good that I'm doing at the same time. No, when you put it that way, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah, because it's equally as true. So where, you, where ego and things like that come in is, is being conceited, and all of that is based in untruthfulness. All of that is based in insecurity, which is also untrue. And, and when we're able to actually sit down and say, I want the truth, I want the truth about the situation, because my favorite phrase is, the truth will set you free. And I always find that to be true. You can sit down and you can acknowledge the truth about the day, about the situation, about your habits, without it being all bad or even all good. It's going to be a mixture, right? So if you're sitting down and you're taking a look at your day and you're noticing, well, I had a couple emails where I feel punched in the face, then okay, I feel punched in the face. Where do I feel that? How does that make me feel? What is out of integrity, right? Because the feeling of those negative feelings, like when you were telling me about having too much to do, that's, those are signals to you that you're not in integrity. You're not, you're not in alignment um, with the things that are most important to you that you say matter. So you're living out of your zone. You're living out of where you feel like you want to be. Are you calling me a liar? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, I'm, not, I'm not telling the truth about myself. And that's essentially, I don't disagree and, you know, it, it just, I had a revelation here. Um, I love the phrase progress, not perfection. I've shared that before, yep. um, but I'd like to actually amend it. I, I thought of a better phrase that I think I want to go with is presence, not perfection, because life is a blend of good and bad, or maybe better words than good or bad uh, is, you know, it, it, it's a blend of emotions Uh, There are things that are going to happen that are going to feel really good or feel really negative or, or sad. And, you know, they coexist, as you said. And so how do you uh, continue to tell the truth about what you're feeling and going about your day and ultimately set yourself up to accomplish um, the big goals of to keep moving forward, um, but not to fixate on just powering through but to actually have presence. And, and I know, you know, that's for me is a, a next simple step of 
how do I maintain my presence throughout the day? And when I get punched in the face, uh, just uh, not get knocked out and just check out and, uh, you know, do mindless scrolling or, or check out from my life. Like yeah. continue to be present uh, throughout the day to be there for my kids after school uh, and uh, with my family at dinner time, and, uh, you know, and, and just to take those moments um, to check in with what's going on uh, with, with how I'm feeling so that I'm, you know, not trying to avoid the feeling of overwhelm all the time. Yeah, such a great question. So, you know, just like your Mike Tyson example, right? Mike Tyson got punched in the face a lot. But he also kept going. And so he maybe didn't like getting punched in the face, but when he got punched in the face, he learned from it. He didn't stay in the moment. He didn't go into the ring and be like, I just got punched in the face. I quit. I'm going to go do something else, right? No, he he learned how to have that lasting. Why? Because when he would practice, he would also, he also, if you talk to Mike Tyson, he also acknowledges that he's the best. He's he's also going to be one of those people, if you if you want to label someone with an ego, well, he on some in some instances has ego, right? So do a lot of people who are great, who are champions, right? And so the key is to really give yourself, we, it's not hard to have a running list of things of screw-ups, okay? You already have that default in your brain. What you don't have in the default of your brain is, while I'm busy making these mistakes, I'm also busy doing these awesomely great things. And we have to learn how to acknowledge ourselves for the wins, for the truth that exists in the wins that we make as well. We're not doing ourselves any favors. We're not helping ourselves grow any better by only seeing how much we mess up. I mean, just think about anything in your life where you learn to progress. You didn't progress because it felt terrible because you were screwing up all the time. You progressed because it felt really good to get the win. Yeah, absolutely. Anything that you yeah. learn. This, yeah. It, it occurs to me that... Uh, you don't want to say anything to yourself that you wouldn't say to your 10-year-old child. And we yeah. get a lot further with the positive affirmations. I liked how you encouraged your brother or helped uh, the neighbor. Or, you know, I liked how you uh, ask please and thank you. Well, those are small things, but you're offering positive reinforcement because uh, you want to see it repeated. And it occurs to me that once we become adults... Uh, we don't have our parents around to do that for us anymore. And so right. we kind of need to do that for ourselves <laughs> yeah. or get a coach. Yes. Yeah. Well, you, well, this is the thing is you got to learn how to parent you. And this is what the successful people have figured out. They figured out the self-talk. It's another way of saying it is the self-talk, right? And so the more that you, whatever area it is that you're trying to learn or get to that next next echelon, that next challenge, overcome, whatever you're trying to get better at up level, you know, all of that. It's going to happen faster if you say, okay, I know I'm frustrated now. I know it's not great now, but if there was something I could acknowledge myself for, what would it be? Like, even when you get that email that makes you feel punched in the face, you can say, okay, this doesn't feel good. This, I hate this. And I acknowledge that I hate this and I don't like this. And at the same time, I'm also doing something right. So it's looking at both. It doesn't say you don't experience the, 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 the bad moments or even take a look at them and acknowledge them. It's just that we're already good at that. But you don't want to make those bad moments worse than they are, and you don't want to always live in them. And that's where most people end up going off is they make the bad moments worse than they actually are. They like times those, they 10x those problems. 
oh, I'm a failure. They 10X that, right? And then they live in that moment and then they avoid that thing because it makes them feel so bad because they've blown it up so much that they never come back to it and then they quit. And then you do fail and then you become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Whereas you could just take that mistake and say, okay, I like, for instance, I mentioned last time I'm learning to trade. Last week I had a mammoth week and I had a worst week all at the same time. I made the best trades of my life and I made the worst trades of my life. (laughs) But if I just sat in the, I made two bad trades and two mistakes and they cost me, if I just sat and I only focused on the two bad trades and I, then I would give up trading and I would never get anywhere. But instead, I had a choice last week, and I said, you know what, I, I know what I did wrong with those two, and it feels terrible, and those were sucky, and I knew at the time that I shouldn't have done them, and I knew it, and guess what, I'm going to learn from those two mistakes, they cost me dearly, but hey, if I learn, then, then, then it, okay, then I can overcome it, right? And I purposely focused on what were the trades I did right. Let me look and see what I did right, because if I know what I'm doing right, I can reproduce that. And that feels good. And so what did I do when I woke up today? I said, okay, these are the things I did right last week. These are the trades that worked for me. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to make those trades again. And within the first hour, I had made $1,000 doing the right trade. So it's one of those things that can be very simple. We just don't want to get caught up in the bad. We want to focus more on what we're doing right so that we can reproduce that instead of what we're doing wrong. I love it. Well, I think this is not a, a, a new phenomenon you know, in A Tale of Two Cities, the first line, right? It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. They can coexist. You can be going through, you definitely can be going through some really tough stuff. And we don't want to minimize that uh, life can be hard and there's things out of our control. Whatever the case may be, you're going to go through tough times, but we do, you know, want to be able to celebrate the wins, however small they may be. Uh, so that we can 10x them, as you said. I love that. You deserve them. You deserve them just as much as the losses. That's the thing is it's okay for you to feel proud of the things you do right. Well said. Learn, we, we learn from the mistakes, but and we can learn from the pain for sure, but let's go ahead and make sure that we also learn from the things that are going right so that we can do that more often so that we can maximize that. I love it. Well, if this is something that you're struggling with of celebrating the wins or acknowledging yourself, it's so powerful. Or if you have a question uh, for either of us, uh, we have a hotline. Feel free to text. The number is 559-574-3210. And we'd love to hear from you. We'll talk to you next time on the next Simple Step Podcast.